listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, you too go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. So they went off and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last ones worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, my friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. If what if I wish to give this last one the same as you, or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first and the first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon and welcome. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. My friends, we've got seats here in the front. These are usually more expensive, but here they're very, they're free. You're standing if you want to uh, sit. There's, I promise not to bite. Bienvenidos a todos. Yo tengo pregunta para ustedes. ¿Qué es el corazón de nuestro fe? Amor. Amor de Dios y amor de, ¿cómo se dice ustedes? Amigos y amigas. Amor de hermanos y hermanos. Se corazón nuestra fe. Okay, so I just summarized my homily in Spanish. Um, it's a little longer in English, okay? Please forgive me. So it's funny when you preach in a different language, you, you don't know well, you have to really simplify. So I have a question for you. What is the heart of our faith? Love of God and love of neighbor. Love for our brothers and sisters. That's the heart. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that in so many words, okay. Um, but first of all, just to acknowledge how happy we are to see all of you here, welcome. This is a blue mass, a, a mass to give thanks to God for first responders. So uh, if any of you here are first responders, uh, thank you, we're praying for you. Um, I had a mass earlier today to parish and somebody fainted, so they, they all came in, the police and the paramedics, and, and so we're grateful for those who serve. Um, my friends, we're going to go on a little bit of a journey today. And what will come out of these readings is so incredibly profound. 
And I'm so happy to see that there are children here today. So for those of you who brought your children to church, thank you. You know, a church with no children is a church with no future, huh? And so we're happy that they're here. Just try to keep them quiet if you can, okay? <laughs> we're going to work with it, okay? Um, so again, the readings complement each other so well. And this story, as so many of the parables of Jesus, it's so memorable. The details are quite interesting. This landowner who's hiring people to work in his vineyard, and you see some of these people had been working from the morning, so they worked all day, and it was hard. It was hot, it was, you know. And then some of these other guys, he hires them at five in the evening, and then there's payday. In that culture, you would get your pay at the end of the day. So. Did they work an hour? Probably not so much. So there's a little bit of some tension here, huh? And it reminds me of how some, there's different people. Some people serve the Lord from their youth. When they're kids, they go to church and then they keep serving the Lord and it's beautiful. They serve their whole life. Other people, like when they're teenagers, they start serving the Lord. I was one of them, you know. It was my freshman year of college when Jesus finally got me. And then other people, and they're young adults or midlife, and then here comes the person, you know, toward, they're getting ready for eternity, and then they finally, okay, let me serve the Lord. So you've got these different types of people. And as I was praying over this, there was an interesting detail in St. Paul's reading from the second reading. Did you catch what he tells us? That Christ would be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death, for me to life is Christ and death is gain. That word magnified, what does that remind you of? It's the same word that Mother Mary uses in her Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And so as I was praying over that, I was like, who, um, who is the person who served God from the earliest poss possible moment? It is Mother Mary. She received the grace of the Holy Spirit at the moment of her conception, the Immaculate Conception. She was serving God from the first moment of her existence. You can't do better than that. <laughs> you don't exist before then. So Mother Mary gets the prize for just being completely and totally given over to God from the moment of her conception. She's the one that served the Lord the whole day, the whole morning, the whole afternoon, you know. And then as I prayed with that, I thought, well, who's the person who just really served the Lord the least? And that has to be St. Dismas, the good thief, huh? You know the good thief? He's the only person who gets canonized before he dies. He's still alive. And Jesus tells him from the cross, this day you will be with me in paradise. Fulton Sheen once said it was his last act of thievery. He was being crucified for being a thief. His last act of thievery, he stole heaven. <laughs> you know, And uh, he converts moments before he dies. And uh, so he's the man who gets hired at the very end of the day. He gets the prize. So I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if in the kingdom, Mother Mary and St. Dismas are sitting with each other? <laughs> you know, this beautiful kind of like complementarity between the two. And they're both in the kingdom. They're both with God. Okay. So my friends, but what's really happening here? What's happening with this story? You know, I'd like to grab a detail from another parable to help interpret this one. How many of you remember the famous story of the prodigal son from Luke 15? It's one of Jesus's most famous teachings. We know the story. The younger son takes his inheritance. He goes off and squanders it on sinful living, hits rock bottom, and then he has a conversion and he wants to come back. And do you remember as he's coming back, he's rehearsing his act of contrition and what he wants to say is, Father, 
I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. Here's the detail. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Receive me as one of your hired workers. And he comes back. And what does the father do? He doesn't even allow his son to get it out. He runs to him. He embraces him. It's immediate forgiveness and mercy. He clothes him with a robe, a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, kill the fatted calf. My son who was dead is now alive again. And that moment, that detail, shining light upon today's parable, reveals to us the key thing that God is trying to tell us. Are you ready? It's not about money at all. The relationship that the Lord is offering us is not a relationship of an employer to an employee. He's inviting us to be his sons and daughters. He's inviting us to be in a familiar relationship. God is our father. And I think so many of us need to hear that, that even our relationship with God, we're not doing this for a paycheck, right? We're not waiting for this payout at the end of the day, but no, there's a, what he's wanting to offer us is something so much more. He wants to offer us the kingdom. He wants to offer us everything. I, I was thinking about King Herod when that girl did the dance, and what does he say to her? I'll give you, you know, whatever you want, up to half of my kingdom. Our Father wants to give us the whole kingdom. That, re, that invitation to a relationship, he wasn't just happy to be the creator who has creatures. He's inviting us to be members of his family through baptism. We're adopted. We become sons and daughters of God in Jesus. What does St. Paul write in one of his letters? He sends the Holy Spirit into our hearts that we may cry out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And we pray in the Our Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. He, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. We've been pleased to give to you a kingdom. This is amazing. This offer that we have, you know, and it's, it's not a relationship of a worker and an employee. You know, it's not a relationship of let me do what I need to do so that I can get paid. It's so much deeper than that. Now let's look at that first reading, the call to repentance of sin. And again, that call isn't so much so that we can avoid being punished. True enough, but there's something deeper the call to repentance from sin, because sin is that thing that is hindering that relationship with God. It's like clogging the drain, like we got to unclog it so that the grace can flow. And that is, in that light, it is such a beautiful thing. In, in the Acts of the Apostles, it's one of my favorite lines where they talk about people who've had a conversion. And St. Peter says that God has granted them life-giving repentance. Isn't that a great phrase? I often like, Lord, give me that gift, life-giving repentance. So even the call to conversion and repentance of sin is in the light of that relationship that God wants with us. And this is beautiful. This is amazing. This is something above and beyond anything we would have dared ask for, to become sons and daughters, members of God's family, and that what waits for us on the other side, the kingdom, that we get to see God face to face and that he shares his divine life with us, the grace of the Holy Spirit within us. You think of those words of Jesus in the Gospel of John, abide in me as I abide in you, like the branch that's on the vine that shares the sap 
that He fills us with His grace. This is amazing. This is beautiful. This is so profound. And it's so much deeper than the idea of just working for a paycheck or just that, that relationship that's so much less than what God really has for us, huh? And so on this day, we give thanks. We praise the Lord. We ask for his help. Open our hearts, Lord. As we prayed in the Alleluia verse, the Lord is near to all who call upon him from the psalm. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.